following program may contain coarse language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. We've entered the sixth layer, and we can only go lower from here. On this episode of the Toonami Faithful Podcast, I am your host, Sketch, and with me, I have... Editorial writer, GTZ, And... Another editorial writer, Laser Kid. And we are here to talk about the first half of the second season of Made in Abyss. The Golden City of the Scorching Sun, which might seem like a misleading title. <laughs> Is the Golden City there somewhere? Don't know if we've seen it. <laughs> I don't know if we'll ever. Yeah, the El Dorado references write themselves. Yep. <laughs> ah, so uh, let's get right into it. Uh, when last we left our intrepid adventurers, uh, they had just uh, <laughs> had a quality time with Daddy Bondrood. And they uh, got into the weird-looking elevator thing and started descending to the sixth layer, from which there is no return. The magical Saiyan pod. Oh my god, yeah. (laughs) It totally looks like a Saiyan pod. (laughs) It really does. But, you see, this season doesn't open with them going down to the sixth layer in the Saiyan pod. No! We are instead introduced to another group of explorers, the uh, Suicide Ganja. They're they're like a group of misfits that have joined together to seek out the unknown because they don't feel like they belong anywhere. And uh, we follow them as they come upon the island where the abyss exists and they discover a village that is surrounding a massive pit. Um... The girl Voiko trades her relic for information and they take a young girl who's been cast out by the village as their guide as they descend into the abyss looking for the Golden City. Why the girl was cast out of the village, you ask? Apparently, she cannot procreate. And I know what you're thinking. How do they know that? And the only answers are not good. Not There's a lot of yikes things in this flashback. Yeah. Well, when we first are introduced to Voiko, we see that she was living basically as a slave to some creepy old guy who had delusions of grandeur and takes out his frustrations on his slaves. Yeah, yeah. Not, not, not a fan of this guy. Yeah. Someone shoot him, just, please. Just uh, real, real disgusting. Real disgusting character. So uh, it's it's nice to see that she's found some comrades and is now adventuring into the unknown. But yeah, she's carrying a lot of baggage, understandably. Uh, among that group, we have Wazuken, who's the leader, kind of an older gentleman who 
constantly look like he doesn't get enough sleep. <laughs> and uh, a younger man named Beloff, who seems to be fairly knowledgeable and uh, all things considered pretty good looking other than the scar on his face. Though, I mean, some people go for scars. <laughs> he does, however, have very pretty eyes. So we see they, they go down into the abyss. And, well, we don't really get to see how well they do traversing most of the abyss. We kind of just jump forward to when they manage to get down to the sixth layer. But they're, you know, not the primary characters of this story. So now, after these characters have been introduced in the kind of last leg of the first episode we get back to Rico, Reagan, and Nachi as they ride down the sand pod into the sixth layer and well gross stuff happens <laughs> when you gotta go you gotta go yeah they you know it's true they don't know what they're gonna find when they get down to the sixth layer so you might as well poop where it's safe <laughs> poop all that and pooping then, is good it's Menya's fault. Menya started it. Menya did start it. It's true. <laughs> Who's Menya? Well, if you didn't watch the movie or listen to our previous podcast, it's a, it's a little uh, hamster thing with wings. <laughs> it's very Who, cute. Who's flat. Menya? Make, making me feel very sad. Menya. Menya. Menya and Pushka. Yeah. See previous podcasts where we tell you about all the movie stuff happened that happened. Uh-huh. Such a fun movie. Such a wonderfully <laughs> fun movie that didn't cause any amount of psychological trauma at all. Nah. 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 Easy. Honestly, Easy. Honestly, that's how I felt about these first six episodes of this. And like, oh, yeah, this is like... Uh, I think, V-Lord, you said it best comparing the movie to this. <laughs> Teletubbies, you mean? Yes. I was going to steal your joke. I'm like, I shouldn't steal your joke. <laughs> uh, I don't know how much chronic pooping occurs in Teletubbies. <laughs> yeah, if that's the worst they're going to give us. Uh, I know that's not. We have a whole other half of this season to go, and I'm sure that's where things are going to go crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I won't. Uh... <laughs> I've already seen it, but I'm not, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> It's the prelude to everything going wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's already some seeds of that, but we'll get there. So, yeah, R- Rico takes a big dump in the pod, and Nanachi makes sure that Bondrude gets a good look at it because they're connected. Uh, her, whatever Nanachi sees, Bondrude can see. So he's like, Yeah, come on, Bondrude, get a good look at that. You sicko. See some of this shit? It's shit. And Bondrude off in his, uh, wherever he is, thinking about it. Mm. Yes, marvelous. <laughs> marvelous. <laughs> Such a fantastic texture and color. <laughs> Stupendous. Or as he says in the Japanese, it's Subarashi. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so they've made it down to the sixth layer. And they don't dare go back up. <laughs> And their first thought is, ah, let's find some food. So they find the 
friendliest looking local fauna and steal the eggs, <laughs> crack it open, and see that it's moving. That that's great. Yeah, that's so they so boil sad. it. It's still moving. Yeah, yeah, as you do. So they they take some of the field rations, <laughs> crush it, make a powder, and bread the meat, and then fry it, and it's still moving. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe the things around here have evolved to be able to handle a tremendous amount of heat. Remember that. <laughs> Might be important. Uh, so they get chased around by some very dangerous creatures. But they find a moment to rest, and when they wake up, they have discovered that Prushka is missing. Oh, no. And... There's also some very ominous markings on a drawing. So they go out and investigate, try to figure out what's going on, and they find some creatures with their buttholes sewn up. Yeah, that's... Which they pull apart and find hair and fur have been lodged inside of those creatures' buttholes. Yeah. Okay. The, 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 this is made in abyss being made in abyss and the fact that we're saying that this is Teletubbies compared to the movie should tell you how bad that movie was if you haven't seen it but um, yeah this is still oh god <laughs> it's still made in abyss <laughs> even when made in abyss is being relatively nice compared to its other parts it's still what it is I mean I just feel bad for those creatures I do too like oh god that would be horrible it would be very unpleasant and gross. Why? Why? Why would you do that? <laughs> it must be some kind of warning. <laughs> why would you do that? It would be a good description of like half of of the things that happen in this <laughs> half of it show. I'm saying half a lot, but seriously, why would Honestly, you do like that? Honestly, like the entire series. Yeah. Why? <laughs> why would you do that? Why would you do that? things asked of the author regularly no doubt <laughs> yeah why would you do that why do you show that it's especially why would you show that yeah that, that's a good one too oh <laughs> uh, mm. <clears throat> yeah so they venture onward and they find a very large tower with just a bridge that attaches it to the rest of the land and then they decide Let's go check it out. And they enter this tower and find a bunch of disturbing things hanging from the entryway. You know, bones, cave raider gear, that sort of thing. You know, just, just uh, what you'd expect. Uh, as they venture further, they find that it is a, a bustling village full of hollows. Or what they think are hollows. Curious. A curious development. Uh, you know, naturally, most of them don't speak their language, but they did manage to find someone known as Majikaja, who does speak enough of their language to be able to help show them around. And uh, 
find out where Prusko was taken. So they visit the market and find part of Liza's journal, and they learn the value trading system within the village. Everything in the village has value. All of the villagers have something that they value tremendously, and they use that as a bartering system. So, for instance, there's a guy who is like a big mattress, and he values having cute things on top of him. Think of that out of context. <laughs> there's more than a handful of not cleverly disguised fetishes <laughs> it's uh it's a it's uh it's a charming village full of lots of creatures that are phallic shaped and shaped like other genitals too <laughs> it's just uh just a just a great great place to to look at all the creatures and I can't, I can't even. I can't even with these character designs, man. They are. It is some crazy ass crack dream shit. I, I, I kind of like that because it's so creative, but I mean, but sometimes it gets a little too much. <laughs> it's like uh, <laughs> a dash of Studio Ghibli and a heaping helping of perverted stuff. Yeah, it's like a demented yeah. Studio Ghibli, if anything. It's like, I think when I saw like Majikaja's design, I was like, I need an adult. I don't feel <laughs> safe here. I actually like that design. It is great. I think it's very interesting. Magikaja's it's very like interesting, but it also looks very wrong. It does, but I kind of like that. It, it fits really well, in my opinion. He's he's still one of the less distressing designs to be sure <laughs> there's something uncomfortable about the way he moves it's all segmented and stuff but oh yeah well <laughs> the reality is what we see that is his body is just kind of a armor shell and his actual existence is sense smells just he's he's a sentient fart he is a sentient odor <laughs> Anybody ever heard of Onogoro-sama? <laughs> <laughs> now that's an obscure anime about, an ins about a sentient fart. <laughs> it's on Crunchyroll. <laughs> well, all right. Yeah, it's a, it's a thing. <laughs> so that is to say that while plenty of these villagers take on physical forms uh some of them take on more ethereal forms kind of kind of interesting they learn about the bartering system because rico's like oh i need that page and they're like well do you have anything of value oh i don't know if i have anything of value then a horrible thing happens when uh one of the villagers a a curious one named ma decides to squeeze the life out of Menya. Like, squeezing Menya so hard that its guts pop out of its butt and its eyeball gets loose. It's very, very unpleasant. Uh, 
naturally Rico is very distressed by this. And uh, before, you know, really thinking about what she's saying, uh, when asked what the value of Menya was, Rico basically says that Menya's priceless. And then the bad things start happening. What we understand is the balance occurs. And because of what happened to Menya, Ma is then attacked by these sentient slime tentacles that come out of nowhere and start ripping limbs and precious items out of Ma in order to be converted into value to give to Rico as compensation for what happened to Menya. Now, Rico wouldn't have wanted this to happen, <laughs> but she kind of inadvertently caused it. And it's uh, very unpleasant. <laughs> very unpleasant to see Ma ripped to shreds. Uh, but somehow, they survive. Just, uh, ugh. <laughs> And that's, a, that's when we learn about value and that the most terrifying thing in the abyss is capitalism. Oh, my gosh. We can never escape capitalism, guys. It's always there. True. It's true. Well, now they have some scratch. So Rico, Reg, and the Nazi can get a room at an inn. And Rico samples some of the local cuisine. Much to her intestines chagrin. Oh, boy. I'll say this about Rico. She's always willing to try something once. (laughs) Yeah. That does appear to be the case. Not always a good idea. (laughs) No. This girl has no sense of self-preservation. So it's bad poop times again. <laughs> so both Nanachi and Reg go out on their own to explore, leaving Rico at the inn, where she has terrible, terrible shits and sits upon a living toilet that is more than happy to consume her value. And if you didn't realize it, that toilet is also a villager. That toilet is the bidet of the future. <laughs> uh, I saw someone make a joke about, uh, eh, it's a living. I'm like, yeah, that's a mood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you think your job is shitty. Uh, well, you know, at least the Flintstones <laughs> have been remembered in anime somewhere. <laughs> uh, there's There seems to be uh, several villagers that function as like doors or some some uh appliance <laughs> so of course there would be a toilet of course yeah it's weird to think about because at one point don't they mention like the their forms are supposed to like reflect like their inner selves from when they were like human it's so... supposed to like reflect their greatest desires <laughs> so their greatest desire was to be a door I will be a door to the future. I guess. <laughs> Somebody said, hey, you'd make a better door than a window, and they uh, took it to heart. What can I say? <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. Kind of kind of skipped over the fact that they uh, they they find out that Prushka is has been uh, taken to this one shop where uh, the uh, where they have been given to a shop owner and uh, they're not really sure how to get her back yet. So that's uh, kind of pinned for now. (laughs) But it will come up again. Majikaja shows Nanachi around, and an offhanded comment leads to the startling revelation that somewhere in this village exists Midi? Excuse me? <laughs> um, That's uh, quite a thing there, yeah. Uh, how? Why? Uh, we, we, we made a copy of, of Midi. Including the soul, because we can do that apparently with the magic power of capitalism. Oh my God. Yeah, you, you so, see, 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 folks, capitalism has saved us all because you can copy your own soul. Even just make your soul do all your work for you. That's fine. Yeah, the, the, just just trying to to understand what this actually means. If it copied the soul, even like, ugh. <laughs> let Mitty rest. Ah, oh, upsetting. Yeah, it also makes me wonder then, like, when things die in the abyss, do the souls just get trapped in the abyss then? Oh, it's like, boy, how else is this working? I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> we know there's some like magical things in the abyss, but man, <laughs> we we know soul transfer is worse because of uh, Bondrood, but. Ugh. Like, you really have to ask yourself, is is that really Mitty's soul in there? It's, is, does this Mitty recognize Rico? Does, well, she, she wouldn't recognize Rico because they, this version of Mitty wouldn't have met Rico. Um, but does, does it recognize Nanachi? You know, <laughs> it probably feels pain. It's, ugh. Just gross, and uh, it, it, it's just uncomfortable to see. And yeah. and, and Bailov, Bailov, uh, you know, gave up a tremendous amount of uh, their organs, arms, all, all of their appendages, so they're just this big serpent creature with a freaky head, uh, <laughs> in order to uh, recreate. Midi, quote unquote, soul and all. After Bondrude had apparently come down to this village and wouldn't sell her for any any amount of money, of course he wouldn't. Of course he wouldn't sell Midi. Uh, let's let's uh, let's think about that. We know what happens when you go back up. So one, Midi is not affected by going back up from the curse. Two, Bondrude definitely sacrificed several bodies and orphans in order to make it back down, make it down there and come back up. I hate that guy so much. <laughs> Just. Mm, he's a bad, bad man. Yeah. Yeah. Just. Ugh. Ugh. Right. 
so now Nanati is, you know, a- a- after, you know, kind of making peace with moving on from Midi, is faced with this dilemma, this <laughs> terrible Sophie's choice. <laughs> what, what do I do? Do I continue my journey or do I give up my life to Bailoff in order to free Midi from Bailoff? To free great value Midi from Bailoff? It's, uh, well, maybe you could consider it a moment of weakness, but Nanachi decides to give themselves up for, uh, for great value Midi. Yeah, mm. that's, that's yeah. no bueno. It's not, it's not. Meanwhile, Rig has an encounter with Faputa, the, uh, the princess that all of the villagers uh, they're both terrified and uh, bewildered and like they practically worship her. <laughs> he has an encounter with this being Fapita, who claims to know Reg. And Reg admits that he's lost his memory and, and doesn't remember Fapita at all. So she proceeds to test his body to make sure it's him by doing things like stabbing his sop. Belly button. Yeah, that was very unpleasant. Very, very painful. Very unpleasant. Uh, (laughs) All the bad memories of the movie started coming back. And uh, lots of sniffing and like, oh, what happened to your arm? Did somebody hurt you? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, sniffing all around and examining the body thoroughly. We'll leave it to that. Uh, and yeah, Reg, uh, doesn't stick around. He, uh, ends up having to fight off, uh, one of those tall, how, how do you even describe that creature? It's like kind of bird-like, but it's tall, oh like a gosh. giraffe and it's it, bird giraffe. Yeah. It's like a, 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 you mix a rooster and a giraffe and you get that. Yeah. Kind of. And uh, it's it's very good at, at fighting against Reg, and also uh, vomits up dangerous stuff at him. And uh, <laughs> Reg's like, "Gee, Liza, could have used some information about that thing." <laughs> yeah, sure, sure would have come in handy. <clears throat> so after uh, having a uh, <laughs> excessive poop session, <laughs> Rico. Drinks a bunch of water, thinking what Leader always told her. <laughs> Don't get dehydrated. You could die. And also, you should eat, even if you're not hungry. <laughs> she uh, ventures out looking for Reagan and Nachi and finds some actually very unfriendly villagers that uh, kind of intimidate her and get her into an alleyway. And things are looking real bad, but she manages to escape with the help of Ma. You know, Ma. Ma may have accidentally uh, hurt Minya, but is actually kind. Yeah. These guys also hurt Minya. Will you please stop hurting Minya? Poor Minya. Oh, God. That, 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 that was also painful. to. There were some moments in the season that are just like, oh, God, why? Yeah. 
they escape, and it seems like Mon's actually uh, one of the good ones. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, Enrico is kind of apprehensive, but eventually lets Ma hold on to Menya as long as Ma's friendly and careful. Uh, <laughs> so Rico with Ma uh, returns to the market where she tries some more of the local cuisine. And uh, at the restaurant, she meets one of the sages, Wazuken, and uh, the, uh, the the hollow run in the restaurant, whose name is Mugi. <laughs> Wazuken's like, hey, human child. Yeah, having a good time. Yeah, cool. All right, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, fellow children. I, too, am a children. <laughs> God. Totally unrelated to Made in Abyss, but we I just gotta say the latest Pokemon game totally pulled a hello fellow children. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Fun game. Way too glitchy though. <laughs> Thankfully they're patching it already. Oh good. <clears throat> I'm just not aware of that. <laughs> so that's the sign. Uh yeah. So anyway, uh <laughs> Rico had herself some very spicy Rocky Mountain oysters. <laughs> yeah, they balls. <laughs> Which she had to eat with a tiny, tiny, tiny spoon. Just tiny, tiny spoon. I love Rico's uh, logic of, oh, that individual over there has a mouth kind of like mine. I bet I could eat what they're eating. Well, it's not the worst line of logic, but luckily it worked out this time. <laughs> and the food is delicious. It's it's balls, though. It's it, it's balls. It's testicles. Testicles from a hollow that can apparently keep creating testicles in order to keep providing this food to the village. Great. <laughs> this village is so, so weird. Really this village is. is disgusting. <laughs> it is. Uh, so Rico's had about enough of not being able to understand anyone. So uh, when Mugi makes it clear that she speaks uh, some of the same language as Rico, like Majikaja, uh, Rico's like, hey, can you teach me how to understand this language? And apparently a lot of uh, their words are like a combination of words. And uh, the word for their village uh, apparently has um, mother inside of it. That's interesting. Yeah, that was um, in Madarasha disconcerting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she has a nice chat with Mugi and Rico asks, where she might be able to find Nanachi and Reg. And Mugi's like, well, there is this one place that none of the villagers will go to because as soon as you get there, you start feeling really run down and ill. So maybe they're there. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, uh, I don't think Mugi knows what's down there. But it seems kind of sus that she would direct Rico there. So that's, yeah, that's whatever. 
So naturally, Rico's like, yeah, I'll take that advice. <laughs> so Rico and Ma climb down into this pit where uh, Ma is definitely not feeling it. <laughs> and they find Voiko, who is kind of uh, chained up in all this goop. And uh, she's, uh, <laughs> she's very perplexed that she has a visitor and is having a hard time communicating because she hasn't had anybody down there in a long, long time. But uh, long story short, uh, Rico's like, I don't care if you're a good person or a bad person. If you can help me find my friends, I'm going to let you go. Because Voiko can't free herself from this situation. She needs somebody to free her from it, which Rico is more than happy to oblige. Uh, Voiko has apparently been down here Naming all the creatures that perform the balancing. Interesting. She can sense signals from throughout the village. And that's how she knows where Reg and Nanachi might be. Based on those signals. So. Uh, they managed to get Voiko out of the pit. Whose you know legs have atrophied after a very long time. So she get some help getting pulled back up and we we see that uh ma is well throwing up and not looking well so it's a it it, it takes a, a tremendous amount of perseverance for ma to even be there so props to ma though props to ma pro- probably shouldn't have gone down there <laughs> Pro- probably shouldn't have you didn't exactly add anything. You could have hung back. <laughs> but still, way to show that bravery. Ma, Ma, like, went from, oh, I hate that thing, to, oh, you know, it's actually, actually pretty cool. <laughs> Except for that saggy, saggy butt. <laughs> and the unpleasant-looking appendage. <laughs> But it's cute, right? It's just, it goes, ma, ma. That's, that's all it does, ma. It is cute. Especially, well, not especially, but especially when you can see it, it's bare butt. Uh, it's saggy, saggy butt. Saggy butt with the fur ripped off. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Ugh. Thanks for that one, uh, Maiden Abyss. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll never forget that. And I, I, I wish I could say that for the right reason. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> what is up with the series and butts? <laughs> Reminds me of uh, reincarnated the slime. Hey, butts! Yeah. Uh, so, with Voiko's help, um, they uh, <laughs> they go up to find Nanachi, who is currently with Mitty laying beside Bailoff. And Rico almost trades parts of her body, very vital parts, like both of her eyeballs, both of her legs, or a large percentage of her organs. <clears throat> but before she <laughs> makes the deal, <laughs> and what a cliffhanger that was, <laughs> uh is like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're not going to live if you do this. <laughs> I don't care what he says, if he... If he tries to take those things from you, you will die. <laughs> I'll try to keep you alive. Try to keep you alive. <laughs> I'll try. 
Galoff, I don't know what happened to you when you were Mr. Cool Guy with a with a scratched yeah. eye and creepy Eldritch monster, but something really wrong happened to you. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm pretty messed up in the head at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he did have pretty eyes, and now he wants a pair of eyes. Makes sense. <laughs> it, 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 he's completely warped from the one person out of the other. It's like, oh god. I don't know what's going to happen in these next six episodes, but I'm sure we'll find out what happened. And I'm sure it's screwed up beyond... We have some hints. We have some hints. Uh, one person was against whatever happened to this place. Yes, the reason why Voiko was uh, chained to the balancing system was because she opposed the establishment of the village. Whatever that means. I'm sure we'll find out. But once she gets up and she finally sees it with her own eyes, she's like, hey, you know, it's actually a pretty nice place. She was saying, for, you know, from being able to sense it with the balancing stuff, she's like, yeah, I think it's okay now. Yeah. You know, it just, you know, <laughs> mistakes were made, but the, the the current villagers living here, they're, you know, they're not, they're not so bad. Some of these guys want organs and skin, but not. Nah, it's, it's fine. It's fine, you guys. It's fine. I mean, it's yeah. city of capitalism. What could possibly go wrong? Uh, right. So, Magica just stops Rico from trading very important parts of her body. Uh, uh, can I just and... say... He may be creepy looking, but I, I like Majikaja. He is interesting because we're just making this, these capitals and jokes. He didn't have anything to gain from being like, hey, you probably shouldn't do that. Well, I mean, he said before that he doesn't want to ruin like uh, Rico's value. That's mm -hmm. true. Because the most valuable thing down here is a human child. I guess. And he does get some of that value later. Yes, he does. Yes, he, he does. Gets, he gets gets a little bit of that value. He, does. he was investing in the future worth of Rico. No, what we're saying is that Majikaja is the right kind of capitalist. Uh, <laughs> nah, Majikaja is a Wall Street stock investor. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, right. So the villagers can't leave this village so they have to do this thing called the luring when they lure some of the local fauna of the abyss into their village so that they can hunt it so they're in the process of doing this and Voigel's like "Ooh, i've never seen this before let's let's let's, let's watch it and uh things aren't going well <laughs> it's proving to be too much for them to handle uh and rico runs off to the shop where prushka is because uh, the the creature that they lured in is heading in that direction. There, the craftsman uh, is still there, and he has fashioned Prushka into a playable whistle and gives Prushka back to Rico before attempting to defend itself from the creature. And as a side note, he mentions in his own language that once he completed fashioning Prushka into a whistle... He was so pleasured by it that he climaxed. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, 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 thanks for the press release there, guy. This is just the city of fetishes at this point. Uh, yeah. 
Okay. It's like, don't I have to pay you anything for it? No, no. Payments has already, I already got this. off. I, I, payment has already enough. been received. <laughs> Why are uh, they well, all so creepy? Night, 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 nice, uh, nice of the shopkeeper to uh, give Prushka back, and uh, <clears throat> he did also say, you know, it, it insists. It insists. Yes. Well, Pr- Prushka's soul is still in there, that and uh, really surprised me, honestly. And and before. Uh, Prushka in whistle form, you couldn't play it. It wasn't it wasn't usable as a white whistle yet. So they, uh, the craftsman has managed to turn Prushka into a playable whistle, which is a very good thing. I'm not so, going to lie, this, this made me tear up in a good way. I'm just like, there she is! Yeah, seeing the spirit of Prushka ever so briefly... Telling Rico to play her. Yeah. <clears throat> so one of the uh, other sages, known as Droimo, uh, appears as this big, big dude. And he pulls out his great sword. A sword and, of legend. And challenges the creature. Because Jorimo values strenuous activity. Read into that what you will. <laughs> um, this, this, I don't know how this works because this dude has the same name as the big guy that assaulted Voiko. I, um, I don't think he was in the crew, though. <laughs> so I, I don't... Uh, several questions. <laughs> also, when he pulled the sword out of its chest, it had it had it it there was a vagina there that it yeah. that it pulled the sword from. Uh, thanks, Magnibus. We we needed that symbolism. Enrico's <laughs> like, it looks sticky. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, uh, Joroimo loses, which is uh, very bad because Joroimo's like the the biggest, baddest, toughest fighter around. And, you know, it it shows up because it enjoys strenuous activity. It's looking for a challenge. Uh, the other sages apparently will not show up unless the membrane of the village is pierced. Great. Thanks. Thanks, guys. You guys are uh, the best defenders. <laughs> uh, Rico comes up with a plan to ensnare the creature and trade some of her hair to soup up Magikaja. <laughs> Mechabike Magikaja. Rico action figures sold separately. <laughs> now, if only they did the Akira slide. Oh, man, oh, if only. That's a missed opportunity. You're right. I will yeah. say I love the sequence, though. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, I also like how the opening reinterprets some of these moments in very dramatic, epic ways. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, Rico 
on uh, a very souped-up fast Majikaja has uh, uh, become the bait and is drawing the creature away to a place where it gets caught looking at itself in a mirror and is, you know, very perplexed <laughs> at the creature standing in front of it because it's, it's a mirror. And the villagers uh, attack it, light it on fire. and Things seem to be going pretty well until they're not. And uh, it looks like they're in for a lot of pain. But MVP Ma jumps up and sacrifices themselves to protect Rico. And in this heated moment, that's when Rico can feel the spirit of Prushka telling her to play the whistle. So she does that. And suddenly Reg appears, powered up with his helmet and armor glowing white. That and Reg... Cool. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and... Reg defeats the creature uh, rather anticlimactically. <laughs> it's like over before it's even begun. <clears throat> and that's when one of the sages, Wazukyan, shows up just to tell him that that wasn't one creature, but rather a hive of organisms that was guided by a queen. And now that the queen is dead, the, 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 the small males would, would try to form a new hive, but there they're not going to be successful and uh Wazukyan also suggests that a piece of faputa the embodiment of value might be enough to give to Bailoff to free nanachi and midi hmm hmm so back at the end, Rico catches Reg up on recent events, and Reg decides to seek out Fapita again to uh, see if he can get a piece of that embodiment of value. <laughs> so <laughs> we just got Reg back, and he's off again. Reg is and then off again. <laughs> Rico asks Voiko about Fapita, and Mugi stops her and demands to know who Voiko is. At which point, Voiko divulges the truth to them. And that brings us to where we left off. <laughs> and in the coming episodes, we will learn the secrets of this village. I'm sure everything was fine. Nothing bad happened in the village, I'm sure. Such a peaceful village. Nothing a, could possibly go wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like good old Bubsy said. What could possibly go wrong? Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there, there are plenty, plenty of moments of foreshadowing throughout this that I probably didn't touch on. But they're there, and hopefully you've been watching. So, yeah. Um, well, there's certainly a lot of creativity in this. As much as I go, oh god, why, half the time, I am still enjoying the storytelling. Um, it's been really interesting to see, hey, it's not just Nanachi. 
Hollows don't necessarily turn into just horrible monsters down here. I mean, the civilization's weird and crazy and creepy a little bit, but it's not like... It's not like going into the Resident Evil village, if you catch my meaning. <laughs> yeah. um, it's it's interesting to, to see how this all plays out. And I'm also very happy to get more on Reg's backstory, because we're getting a bit more of that. We now know what he is, sort of. We have a name. Displacer mm -hmm. units. But what that means, how that works... And then, of mm -hmm. course, what his history in this village is, we'll just have to wait and see. Supposedly, he could be one of the true residents of the Golden City. He could be. Yeah, but, I feel like definitely what kind of keeps me invested in this is, like, Reg and Nanachi. So I'm kind of glad that, we, like, Laser, we're getting more about Reg here. And, like, even though a lot of, like, the imagery in this season so far has been kind of gross, like, it kind of does... I think help evoke this kind of unsettling feeling that like, yeah, a lot of the people in this village are friendly, but there's like something off here. It's the abyss. It, it, as much as I've complained about some of it, and I, I believe our complaints that we've all made are uh, legitimate. If the abyss didn't feel off, it wouldn't, the, the show wouldn't be the same. Yeah. I'd agree, though I could probably do with uh, less butts. I could do with less butts. I could do <laughs> with less butts. Less, less pooping. Butts, less pooping. Less private parts. Now, all all around, all of that would be great. Less stabbing of belly buttons. Less peeing. Less peeing. Yes. Yeah, you know the belly button stab. Okay, creepy as it is, I I'm fine with it. it it's not less good. bodily function. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm thinking about the reg peeing thing from the movie. Oh, God. <laughs> but, uh, like, with 10 billion percent lots of that. Taking fluids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no yeah. thanks. No, 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 no more of that shit. I did <laughs> like how reg was asked, who did this to you? And now knowing that, uh, that Bondred's been here, getting that answer could be very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm, perhaps. I wonder if they're ever going to be able to fix that arm. <laughs> I would hope so. It would be kind of be weird if the entire rest of the story is just like, oh yeah, I know, he's, it's the one-armed robot. But he can still feel the arm, though, right? Because, like, in the movie, he meant, like, he has, like, phantom limb in a way. Yeah, I'm not sure like if that, that means he can, like, shoot the beam out of it again or if Rico has to do it like manually yeah I'm not sure if it can fire the incinerator again after it was fired that one time I guess I guess we could, we could point out <laughs> it'd be real convenient if it could fire the incinerator and not knock out Rick that would be great <laughs> I have power blast means he doesn't get knocked out seeing him losing R actually worked out perhaps uh, Reg is also adapting his fighting to be able to cope with not firing the incinerator. Good job, Reg. Good job. Also, the power-up helps. Yes, it does. <laughs> Definitely helps. And it's so cool-looking and shiny. Yeah, and like, super I mean, it could, it, it could just be the contrast with uh, his, his normal, but it kind of looks like he gets darker skin, too, when, the, it when he does that. It kind of does look that way, yeah. 
But again, it could just be the contrast. Normally, his armor is very dark blue. So, yeah. Very curious about these uh, other robots that apparently can only exist on one layer, whereas Reg is able to travel between them. Very interesting. Very interesting. So, even though these, uh, uh, the ganja came here many, 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 many years before uh, Rico, Reagan, and Nachi did, uh, clearly there was something there before that. What is the mystery of the abyss? <laughs> Perhaps we'll find out someday. <laughs> and if you want a very family-friendly version of something kind of like Made in Abyss, then go see Strange World. Fair enough. <laughs> the whole time I'm watching Strange World, like, yeah, this is like family-friendly Made in Abyss. <laughs> Made in Abyss, if it wasn't really creepy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fall down a big hole, there's this fantastical world to discover uh, it's good it's a good movie i hope uh i hope people go and see it it's well worth seeing on a big screen but people are just gonna wait till it comes to disney plus i mean <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be honest that's probably me fair fair but if you can go see it in theaters, I would highly recommend it because uh, the spectacle is, is well worth seeing on a big screen. That's a kind of related plug. Uh, anyway. Hey, it's good to know it's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, yeah, so far, uh, weird gross stuff has happened, but yeah, c compared to <laughs> the last few episodes of season one much less the movie it's definitely easier to uh <laughs> stomach yeah. but just you wait just you wait <laughs> up to this point i think kuro would have been fine but i if it's gonna go if that other shoe's gonna drop maybe not yeah it's probably probably good she got off where she did <laughs> yeah and Darrell too apparently oh wow I don't. That's I don't know if he's stuck me. with that, but but he he was he was saying he was done. Yeah, I don't blame them. I don't blame them one little bit. <laughs> oh, I'm just too either. curious to see where this is going. It's it's all, it's like a drug addiction at this point. It's like I need to know, but it's going to be horrible. I know, but I need to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like if you take all the gross stuff from the series, I actually enjoy it, but it's like it's a big turn off at times. But if it doesn't have the gross stuff, it's not made in a bit. Oh my gosh. True. Like, okay. Like, if it was violent, but not, like, with a lot of the sexual, like, You can oh, yeah. gross stuff. without being gay. Mm -hmm. poop and butts being sewn up and, oh, private parts. Yeah. And, and a toilet that licks your asshole. Okay, that, okay, that, that, that was okay fine with. with. That, that one was I'm cool. okay with. I mean, it's, it's creepy, but you know what? I'm okay with that level of creepy it's it's when they go past that 
And I'm just like, why though? Yeah, like meat suitcases, I can deal with that. Seeing Reg get like a piss tube put into him, nah. I can deal with the meat suitcases until uh, it gets, starts getting licked. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, Prusca. Just, uh, just, 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 just see Minya run over there and start. And then when Rico spills the meat suitcase. (laughs) Like, as much as that's drama, I'm okay with that for a story purpose, you know? (sighs) Yeah. But, like, there's a line to it. It's like, I feel like it passes way too often the point of being gratuitous. And I think that, that definitely, I think, is kind of unnecessary. I definitely agree with you. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, um, and any any highlights? <laughs> um, legitimately, Prusca showing up. That was actually something I really enjoyed because it's like, there she is. She's still here. Kind of. Mm. Sort of. <laughs> um, we talked about Reg showing up, but Reg showing up in crazy, I don't know, paladin armor? I don't know what to call that different look, but it's really cool. <laughs> PS5 mode, because it's PS5 like more mode. mode. <laughs> yeah, Reg, Reg has traded in his, uh, his uh, PlayStation 4 for a PlayStation 5. <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I think the reg moments are definitely really good in the season so far. Because, like I said, you're learning more about him. I kind of wish Nanachi had more presence. Like, I, yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about them kind of going back to kind of her conf- being conflicted over Nitty. It's kind of fridging Nanachi. It's really weird for Nanachi to go, "Oh, you look like Mitty. I uh, uh, then therefore you are Mitty. What?" Well, gonna give up on all of my hopes and dreams. It's, it was a really weird, weird choice. Uh, I ran with Reg, and honestly, everything with Rico has been really interesting. Um, I've been enjoyed seeing the random villagers interact with Rico. Ma is Ma. Uh, Moogie is fun. It, it, Ma, I like Majikaja way too much. He He's creepy, but he's entertainingly interesting. And I think Yeah, I like Majikaja. And I think there's some bits of care in him to to an extent. Um, yeah, yeah, maybe he 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 might just be pragmatic, but he might be. Yeah, I, I'm not saying he's safe. He's not. No, no, that definitely is not, not what I'm trying to apply. But I think that there's just a little bit left of that humanity in him, and I kind of like that. It's like. All these guys have been changed so much, but there's little bits and pieces in 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 each in each of them that makes it interesting to to see them. Except for Belf, that guy is just what the oh god! <laughs> he, he looks and acts like a freaking Cthulhu monster. Yep. Yeah, I mean it's interesting that all the villagers kind of their sense of morality is very warped in a way. It's like they they don't view themselves as like they're doing anything wrong necessarily. And like, Mm -hmm. I'm curious if that's going to be addressed, like why that is, or if it's just like they've lived like this for so long that they don't 
view humanity in the same way that they used to. I could see either or both. Because uh, mm-hmm. it's been forever. Like, they're, they even they weren't sure because the time apparently passes differently in the village. Yes, that is also brought up. Uh, Voiko points out that because time has uh, it moves at a different click in the abyss than it does on the surface, she doesn't know exactly how much time has passed on the surface compared to the very many years that it passed for the village developed. Which might explain why Voiko's still alive, despite seemingly being humanoid. Yeah. Although mm, she was, I think someone's keeping her alive. She was actually yeah, very maybe. surprised that she has still appeared human, though, to be fair. Yeah, she, uh, yeah. she did. So, uh, some standout voice performances uh, for Voiko, Kristen McGuire. She's doing a great job with those very uh, interesting monologues and also later on when she's able to interact with Rico and the others and uh, good old Jay Hickman is Majikaja that, 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 maybe that's why I'm enjoying him so much is the voice delivery for Majikaja is just chef's kiss okay that's why he sounded familiar it is chef's kiss because it's Jorichiro <laughs> there you go <laughs> yeah Good, good stuff. Good stuff. Solid dub. Uh, of course, um, Brittany Lotta and Lucy Christian and Brittany Karbowski are still bringing it as the main trio. Really, really good performances all around. So, it's, it's good. Uh, I, I felt like Wazukian's voice was kind of off when he was in human form, but it kind of works for his hollow form. Yeah, I, c- I could see that. So, uh, props to uh, Brandon Hernsberger for <laughs> being a very uh, interesting character as Wazukan. <laughs> whoever voices Ma is great because it's literally just Ma! But it <laughs> works. Like it's, it's got that R2-D2 sense of, yeah, I know what you're saying. So apparently Annie Wild. Oh. I'm not familiar with her work. <laughs> and for those brief moments when we get to hear him talk, more David Harbold as Bondrood. Oh, Bondrood. I hate that guy, but I sure enjoy his voice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <clears throat> And Avery Smithart returning for the cameos as Prushka. And Monica Rial returning to make the MIDI noises. All good stuff. Yes. For sure. Yes, yes. And, oh, what, what is... Shoot, I'm only <laughs> looking at a cast list for an episode where she isn't in it, but uh Papta's cat is it Cat Thomas? That sounds right. Uh I think so. Yeah. Yeah. 
that sounds right. Yes, uh, she's doing a good good job as Fafita, uh, <laughs> incorporating the fun s- speech quirks that uh, Fafita has. Yep. Uh, I also just like to shout out the intro and especially the ending songs because holy cow, they're good. Yeah, both both are really good. Both are very, very good. And oh boy, when you're watching the the uh, the outro go on tsunami, it's a zoom. <laughs> <laughs> mile a minute ten. Very very fast. Needs of the broadcast, as it were. The ED speed run. You know, the song says, I will remember you, but I'm not sure I can remember if it goes by that fast. Yeah, right. I still remember you. Seriously, I've had that stuck in my head since I started watching this. Like it's, it's, it comes out of nowhere. I'm like, yeah, there's that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the opening is quite good, too. Oh, yes. Very and the cut on Tsunami is not bad so that's good <laughs> Saint it's just real shame when a good opening gets a not so great edit yeah <laughs> it's happened many many times it's an unfortunate reality although when they work it, it can actually sometimes be better I, there are certain cuts that I find to be more fun when they're shorter like that it just depends. Mm. Sometimes. Sometimes. Usually I do prefer the full version, though. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we've uh, we've dug deep enough into this topic. <laughs> we've plunged too far. We, there is no for, going back. For now. <laughs> there is no going back. If you have any additional thoughts on Major and Abyss, you can email us at podcast at com. You can follow us on facebook.com backslash Podcast and on Twitter at Podcast. You can listen to the podcast on just about everything, including Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Deezer, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Overcast, Podbay, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Radio.com, Spotify, Stitcher, and the TuneIn app. And of course, on SoundCloud.com backslash Tsunami Faithful Podcast. And you can get the latest news by following at Tsunami News on Twitter and read the news, views, and reviews on TsunamiFaithful.com. Pretty good. I only stumbled over one of those. <laughs> yeah, we're on a lot of things now. I didn't even realize how many things we were on until I looked at the at the podcast page. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> That's way more than I usually mention. <laughs> so many places, so little time. Yeah, right. So we're, we're on all the things. And some choice episodes are also on YouTube. There you go. Uh, <laughs> and we will continue to experiment with other things as, you know, as we think of them. <laughs> If there is actually some podcast thing that we're not on and we don't know about, let us know. <laughs> but I think we got it covered. <clears throat> anyway. Uh, Laser, tell them where they can find you. 
You can find me on Twitter at LaserKidPrime. Uh, you can find me, of course, on uh, V-Lord's Demon Slayer podcast and several other fun podcasts in the V-Lord podcast universe. And you can find my editorials right here on Toonami Faithful. All right. And V-Lord, tell us about the V-Lord podcast universe. Yes. So uh, to start with, you can find me on Twitter at VLordGTZ. And then I write various things for the uh, Tanami Faithful website, as well as MangaMavericks.com. So you can check out my writing over there. And then, yeah, like uh, Laser mentioned, I host the Demon Slayer podcast on Twitter at DSlayerPodcast. And then a number of other podcasts that are all part of the greater V-Lord podcast universe. The Dumb Weebs podcast, which Laser is also on. Uh, Saturday Night Shoggy, and Oversoul Shaman King podcast. So check out all of those. All right. And you can find me on Twitter at Sketch1984. And uh, with that, we're, uh, we're, we're going to wrap this show up. So thank you for listening to the podcast every time we put one out. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this conversation. And look forward to our next conversations about Made in Abyss, which there might be two more, probably. Or maybe just one if we get lazy. <laughs> but we're reaching the point where these episodes are going to have a lot in them. So it'll be probably better to cover less of them at one time. I initially actually only wanted to cover the first three before we talked about this, but time pressed onward so missed that opportunity so we was like all right first half let's go <laughs> so i think i think uh, all these considered we we did all right <laughs> so uh we don't know what the the new year holds for tsunami but we'll be sure to let you know when we know but we do know what they're doing for the rest of the year. That is, the last two Saturdays of the year in December. On Christmas Eve, they will be airing four episodes of Primal, the last four episodes of the second season. That will air from midnight till 2 a.m. Yeah, Toonami is an hour shorter than usual. But, uh... The rest of the lineup is all Christmas programming, and honestly, this two hours of Primal sticks out like a sore thumb, so frankly, maybe they shouldn't even have aired Toonami that week, but they're airing it. So if uh, you want to enjoy some late-night Primal on Christmas Eve, there you go. And on New Year's Eve, the seminal classic Fooly Cooly returns for all six episodes from midnight till sometime after 3 a.m. I'm, I'm sure the last episode would run along like usual. So, happy holidays, everybody, but we'll have one more podcast for the end of the year. You value podcast. Logicaja value. Like and share. <laughs> You didn't say Hado. Hado. <laughs> Machikata for God. Oh.